This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thanks for joining us for another Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRia.com. Joining me right now are the co-founders of Cherry Cannabis, and I'm joined now by Anthony Scotty and Jason McLean. Anthony, Jason, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having Pleasure, us. man. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Wonderful. So, uh, your Cherry is a native Colorado brand founded nearly a decade ago during the initial wave of legalization, and you focus mm-hmm. on curating unique strains and cultivars for cannabis consumers. Now, you, I would say, would be experts when it comes to high-end breeding and genetics. I want to just take something real quick. When it comes to that, it's a fundamental process, plant breeding, of growing cannabis. Breeding is highly technical, typically done on a commercial scale, but breeding is becoming much more popular. And with that said, talk to me about what you're doing right now in the breeding process. We never hear much about it, but what can you tell us about the importance of being able to go ahead and, and breed particular strains to continue especially when it comes to the, the craft cannabis space. Yeah, it's pretty important. Anthony and I are super uh, hyped on genetics. We feel this is where the industry is going. Um, you know, we started with, uh, to get our company rolling, we started with some popular genetics like Ron, stuff like that to kind of get our name in the door. Um, when we started breeding, we started learning, you know, what traits are bred down from each strain. So you kind of get that knowledge as you're breeding through your strains. Um, yeah, from there, we started Cool Beans about two years ago, and we've been creating all genetics since then. So, And this has been going on for over half a century, the fact of breeding. Uh, the One of the main goals was to increase the potency of cannabis, which was really just 3 to 5% THC by mass at one point. But now you have potency that can go up between 17 to 25% in modern strains. And is that really just the, the real onus as to why the breeding that you're doing is so important how much potency you can get out of every strain out of every plant that you sell yeah you know honestly for me it's not even a potency game um there's so many other cannabinoids in the actual plant that react together so i think potency was a thing of the past at least in colorado you know there was a little wave there where everybody if it wasn't 30 percent, they didn't want it where now is, I think they're realizing, you know, some of our older strains were some of the best back then at 18%, but they had 3% CBG. And I think important part of the breeding process is also 
going through them. You know, a lot of people, you said it was popular out there. And I believe a lot of breeders are just pollen chucking. You know, they don't really test their genetics. We go through extensive testing. So we don't only make the seed, we run the seed before we sell the seed because you don't want to have someone buying your your strain and then ruining the garden uh, with, you know, unstability or whatever it may be. So we do extensive testing before we sell them, I think, unlike most breeders, but definitely a difficult process. Yeah. One of the things, um, just to touch on that, the THC, you know, comment, it, Jason's hundred percent correct. You know, uh, here in Colorado, the THC thing was a kick was like, you know, nobody wanted to buy anything unless it was 27, 28, 29% and above. So, you know, we, we played that silly game of just potency when in reality, you know, when you're dealing with strains, like the genetics that we put out, it's, it's way more than potency. Like Jason touched on it's, it's, it's a full effect of every, you know, terpene profile. I mean, it's, it comes down to, you know, the aesthetics of what the genetics look like bag appeal. It comes down to, you know, the palate and how it tastes. And then, um, obviously, you know, the, the high, what did it get and what it gives you, you know, that kind of goes with, you know, the thought process of Jason, and I really feel that the industry is going to be looked at like fine wine. You know, you have these, these, you know, weed and, and, and marijuana and genetic connoisseurs that really seek out popular genetics. They pair it with ex life experiences, music or food, or, you know, just like they would do with wine. Um, so it, it's a hundred percent Jay's right. It's, it's, we're phasing out of that, you know, potency game. It's really about, you know, um, creating genetics, creating way more than a potency thing. It's, it's a full on effect. It's a three or four step process of what we look at when it comes to bringing a strain to the commercial process and the commercial market, you know, touching on Jay mentioned cool beans, you know, cherries, our brand, it's been our brand for quite some time. Um, we created cool beans as a sister company. It's an, it's kind of an add on to our warehouse where Janae, uh, Jay is doing all of the breeding and the pollination and the pheno hunting, uh, to aid in the success of cherry. But at the same time, that's where we create our genetics out of. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I'm glad you're going to make the point across that we are in the industry when it comes to breeding, we are transitioning away from that whole, because I mean, imagine customers are always talking about, can you make a higher high? Then can we make it even more potent, more powerful when we take it? So that it's just much more to what we get. It's just sure. like if they want to get alcohol, they want to be able to get the highest <clears throat> grade of proof that they can to any particular sure. what they're doing in the process, especially with the purity. But ultra premium means something different for you. <clears throat> and now I want to take from a story from Cannabis Industry Journal. Uh, Dr. Mark Lang actually wrote about when it comes to the best user experience, terpenes reign supreme. And he mentioned that. We've just begun to scratch the surface of the potential terpenes and cannabis with the right alignment across the industry and a stronger focus on genetics and breeding. We will see the rise of completely unique cannabis varieties. And he mentions also that as the industry is growing to about $70 billion by 2028, he says, quote, we need to ensure that everyone across the space, from breeders to testers, growers to consumers, understands which traits to prioritize for a cannabis world brimming with diversity and predictable effects. But my question to you is, this is the route you have to take to, com to stay competitive with the multi-stud operators. When you are a craft-based you know, cannabis company and you're not trying to build large scale, that's what happens here is that, you know, when you are, like I always talk about the, uh, where beers are always, you know, they're, they're brewed differently. They're micro-brewed. Mm -hmm. The same idea. You, to be in that market and to stay prominent in that same space and that, on that same part of the uh, market, you have to go and really understand what breeding you're doing and really creating great, unique, not so much potent, but also just very unique and interesting palate, different 
texture, mm-hmm. everything. You have to just stand yeah. out differently. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, even, you know, uh, when it comes to choosing the proper pheno to put into the commercial side of things, um, you know, it, it takes a good solid year, right, Jay? I mean, to really yeah. cultivate a really good strain um, from seed and pheno hunting and then obviously running it through flower, you know, two three times, testing it, going through strings of tests and stuff before we put it on the commercial side and really start mass producing the strain. But, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, especially for us, you know, we like to say that we are commercial growers but with a boutique feel. You know, um, we're in a fairly large facility right now, uh, but we grew in phases, you know, and we did that only because we wanted to maintain the boutique model of things. Um, but at the same time, you know, grow the business, you know, return on investment. We have investors and people to please, but, you know, we, w- we want to grow just like everybody else, but we're just doing it at a pace that is successful for our model. And, and we can keep the integrity and the quality of what we put out. Talk to me about when you have people going to the dispensaries to go ahead and look for your product. Give me a kind of an idea of who that person is. When you look at, there are those that look for, you know, mass scale. They'll just go to the dispensary, just find me something that will give me what the the entourage effect that I sure. want. But then what you're giving me is not only, first of all, when you look, it's all colorful, vibrant. You can, sure. just, you can just see what it's going to do to you and how you're going to feel from it. Mm-hmm. What is that customer right now? I mean, and uh, can you have you been able to kind of identify what who is the the most likely customer or demographic mm-hmm. that you're reaching out to that's really uh, uh, finding the most appeal with what you do with Cherry? You know, I, I would, I would, I would never want to like uh, kind of you know lock us into one section and oh, say we only cater to one. So I would say that you know every flower and every strain and every product that we put out. Is for everybody. Um, but I would say the people who probably can appreciate it the most is that educated smoker. You know, flowers are wheelhouse. We, we put out, you know, we put out rosin, we put out rosin carts, we put out oil, we put out, you know, loaded pre-rolls. So we do other products, but it really stems from the genetics and the flower that we put out from, you know, way back when that's how we started the company. So, but I think the people who could truly appreciate uh, what we put into it and what Jason kind of creates in the breeding side is the that that really traditional heavy smoker that person who's really seeking out the new genetics that really looks at you know the crosses of what that that strain specifically comes from the lineage um and they could appreciate that you know they someone may you know love you know a a sour diesel from way back when and they want to follow a lineage of possibly where did that go or so i would say that that kind of smoker jay you could probably touch on that as well yeah i I agree with anthony and i think uh mainly you know just going off instagram numbers and stuff our our demographic is between that 25 and 35 is our really heavy following um they seem to be the generation that's really into this cannabis because they grew up when it was legal or becoming legal so they're the educated ones in my opinion um uh, and they follow us the most so that's what i think yeah let's go and talk about the strains first of all you have been able to create some beautiful top quality cannabis products and you're now looking to go and expand towards the east coast you're looking to now get your way into new jersey new york and florida and you've done quite a few collaborations, excuse me, partnerships, brand ambassadorships. Talk to me. What's uh, the future of Cherry right now? What are some of the things that you're working on right now that are the, the constant growth where ultra premium needs to be seen and consumed? Sure. I mean, um, I, I, Jay and I both can answer this question, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, Colorado is our home base. We've been here and, and building this business here since 2014. So it's our flagship. It's, it's what we basically model every other market off of is, is the blueprint here. Um, you know, we, we're, we're licensed in Oklahoma. We've got a 12,000 square foot facility out there. Oklahoma market's a little saturated right now, but it'll make its way back with regulations and whatnot. Um, we have a, uh, application in New Jersey, which we feel is, is going to be successful. We have a 30,000 square foot facility already locked in in Trenton, New Jersey. So we plan to basically mimic what we do here, there, um, and, uh, continue that. We have a couple of irons in the fire in other markets, um, possible licensing deal in South Florida and, um, you know, a Boston play. So for us, you know, scaling the business and growing the brand is more strategic than anything. You know, we'd love to be on the shelves everywhere, of course, but, um, we always want to maintain, you know, what we do, you know, the integrity and the consistency of what we put out across the board. Um, you know, JLF, but I say this all the time, you know, Pepsi is Pepsi everywhere. So we try to follow the model. If, if we can control the intellectual property and the grow and how things are put out um, and mimic what we do here, then it should mirror, you know, the consistency in the product across the board. So strategically kind of placing ourselves is what we've been concentrating on. Um, but those, it's kind of what we have on in, 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 in the works right now. But you want to make sure that in order to keep that consistency, you want to continue to grow in Colorado and then take that product out to other markets. Not even so much the product, because obviously we can't do that, but we want to mimic the model. So we want to take ah. intellectual property, the know-how, exactly how we do things here in, in, in Colorado, how we built our grow, how our, our, our team, you know, from the cloning process to the veg, flower, harvest, post-harvest, uh, mirror that exact uh, way of things. So we feel that match that with the same genetics, we'll be able to create the same product. And then one of the things, too, is that if you are continuing to grow uh, what you're doing right now in Colorado itself, which you've been around there for over a decade and you've been part of this whole role of legalization coming through as one of the role models of what the rest of the cannabis industry is looking to do once legalization is federally rolled out. But you still have issues where it comes to regula regulations. Obviously, California uh, to the west of you say is that same problem. Sure. Plus, you're having issues when it comes to social equity of the caretaker licensing and mm -hmm. that the market's saturated that while right now you have a retail license, you still have trouble finding space. Yeah. Jake and yeah, we do have trouble that. finding space. Yeah. Everything's capped out here. Um, you know, they gave out social equity licenses about the beginning of the year and no one can seem to find anything. So it's really challenging for everybody. Um, I think that's going to change in June. We're here and through the city um other than that yeah i mean it's been tough it's tough to find licenses anywhere and i think that's where me and anthony struggle the most but if we're willing to get our foot in the door anywhere we're all, we're able to prove ourselves let's go ahead and direct people once again to the website cherrybrand.com cherrybrand.com and i just tell you take a look at the genetics page with the very off the, off the top of the uh, menu and take a look at the hybrids and what you have like it's just a uh, uh it's just it's a kaleidoscope of colors and different hybrids that just really just stand out anything you could tell me in terms in particular what you know with some of the genetics you've been most proud of and what uh strains you really had that have been just really best sellers and just stand out uh i think the mac one has been uh one of our all-time favorites uh don't you think anthony probably one of our best selling um, yeah i mean it's great cut cap cut 
you know, Jake could speak on it. It's, it's, uh, obviously it's, it's the right cut. It's growing the right way. Uh, it's definitely a fan favorite hundred percent. Um, but I would have to say that, uh, we have a couple of great winners, but one particular strain that we're super proud of Jay actually bred it in house. It's, it's a one-off, no one else has it. And we actually created, uh, the super thug strain for, uh, rapper Noriega, who uh, we all know and love, but uh, also heads up uh, Drink Champs podcast, which is a very popular podcast. We've been working with him for the past two years, and um, he was very heavily uh, involved in the strain and what we were creating for him. And 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 Jay came out with Super Thug, which uh, I mean, it it's does very well in the Colorado market. Um, it grows well. It's a strong, great genetic. So I'd say I'm, I'm super proud of that one. Yep, that one. Yep, and we got a bunch of stuff in the works coming out here in uh, 2022. Fantastic. So, again, cherrybrand.com. And, gentlemen, again, here with Anthony Scotty, Jason McLean, co-founders of Cherry Cannabis. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us here from Colorado, and best of luck. Thank you, man. We appreciate it, man. Thank you for having us. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.